a desert planet with twin suns. Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Use my knowledge. Much to learn, you still Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks, folks. I'm your host, Jonah Liu. Thank you so much for listening. And welcome to this month's edition of The Ability to Speak Does Not Make You Intelligent. The Ability to Speak Does Not Make You Intelligent. On this month is uh, my good friend, Caleb Oliphant. We tried to get him on last month and uh, mm-hmm. didn't quite work out. So uh, we're very happy to have him on. Again, we appreciate him coming back to re-record. So Caleb, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm excited to... Uh do this even though it's the second time i learned a lot from the first time so yeah i'm excited hey man excited to have you back um so yeah so i've already heard your profile but uh our our listeners haven't so if you could uh since this is your first official time on give us your favorite character your favorite movie your favorite show and then if you could have a lightsaber what color would it be okay I'll start with my favorite character. I'd say my favorite character is Qui-Gon Jinn. Awesome. Um, for surface level reasons, just because he's got a green lightsaber, and that's pretty neat. And so. he's really cool, you know, the trainer of Obi-Wan. His ideology is something I really like. I like that mm-hmm. he's, like, a Jedi who, like, he's he follows the light side of the Force, but he also is, like, not bought into the Jedi Order's, like, corruptness. Like, he's yeah. kind of just, like able to like follow the light side of the force without having to like be a part of the institutional Jedi orders, like yeah. sketchy dealings. So um, overall, I just think he's like a really good mentor for Obi-Wan and definitely. So I like him for that. Awesome. Yeah. No, uh, love movies. Yeah. Movies and TV shows. Um, even though we're on for rebels right now, I will say mm-hmm. that my favorite of the TV shows is the Mandalorian. Solid. I think that it's really impressive that, among like a star wars the culture of star wars is very much like looking back on the good old days you know yeah it's like the mandalorian is one of the few things that's like new out of star wars that everyone agrees is just like really good and yeah. so it's really impressive that they were able to do that that's um so favorite movie uh going back to like the good old days i really like a new hope it's just oh, like yeah. the classic star wars it's like not the most complicated plot but it's just got you can really see how like it became like such a global phenomenon through exactly just like its effects and it's just like iconicness and it's just a wonderful story about light versus dark so most definitely dude i love a new hope so much completely agree and mm-hmm. then yeah lightsaber color uh as mentioned with i've got two answers to this um yeah. my easy answer is green i just like mm-hmm. green lightsaber green is my favorite color but yeah. i also have my like radical choice um if you don't mind me sharing, it's for it. a, um, like, so, you know, we're talking, we're in Rebels, right? In mm-hmm. Rebels, the Inquisitors have these, like, spinning um, lightsaber hilts that, like, yeah. have, it's like a double-sided lightsaber that spins kind of like a helicopter blades. Yeah. And the idea that I've always had is, like, kind of like Two-Face in Batman, mm-hmm. where once I defeat an opponent, I'll, like, spin the Inquisitor blades, and if the red side ends up top then i will kill him and if the blue side lands on top i'll let him stay alive i always thought that'd be a fun character in star wars that's a great so. idea no that, that'd be super cool and i think last time we talked about i brought up and this is just what it just automatically makes me think of is there is a lightsaber that like has it's a two-sided lightsaber but only one side can be activated at, at once i don't remember which character it is necessarily but it was a sith and one side was green and one side was red 
Uh, it was a yeah. special kind of lightsaber in Legends. I don't entirely remember, but dude, those are those are some great answers, and uh, and I, I appreciate the thought that you put into them. And so, uh, yeah. So, like Caleb said, today we're going to be going through a roadmap through Star Wars Rebels, which is a Star Wars show that's set between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, uh, following a cell of rebel uh, kind of just just rebels uh, that are starting out and uh, rebelling against the Galactic Empire. Um, and so if you're familiar with the podcast, you know, I have a roadmap through Clone Wars, which is episodes two and three of the podcast. So I wanted to get Caleb on and talk about Rebels because uh, he knows a lot more about Rebels. I think he has a, a much uh, more in-depth understanding of the show as a whole than I do. So I figured I Thanks. would enroll his help uh, w- with this particular episode. So without further ado, let's dive into ARC Trooper training. Gentlemen, who wants to be an ARC Trooper? all righty so caleb could you run us through your various like tiers and rankings for each of these episodes and like what what all are you going to be talking about when you go into them so the way that i did this is it's very similar to what you did with roadmap for clone wars i think my terminology is a little bit different but it's basically the same idea i have Mm -hmm. three categories the first is required episodes episodes that you simply must watch in order to have a full understanding of um, rebels and even the star Wars universe as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, The next up is recommended. And basically these episodes are episodes that even though they aren't necessarily required in order to understand rebels, they are either really good episodes or episodes that like help you appreciate rebels more. Like maybe it'll feature like uh, the introduction of a new minor character or like, um, it'll help develop characters in a way that's interesting, or you'll like see characters in situations where it's just like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. And then optional episodes are just episodes that I don't believe like contribute too much to the series as a whole. Um, I think they're still good. Oftentimes, they can still be entertaining, good, fun episodes. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to like, if you're limited on time and you want to just like get through the story of Rebels, you probably don't need to watch these optional episodes. Awesome. Yeah. And then you have different like classifications for them too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the way that I like decide the rankings is using these little flags. Um, I won't go into too much detail on them um, during the podcast, but if I remember correctly, you might be something that you post on the Instagram to like, yeah, no, I'm going to make it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But there's going to be in, which is significant new characters G, which is growth in characters or relationships between characters C, which is cameos from the larger star Wars universe MR, which is minor progression of the Rebels storyline. SR, which is like a significant progression in the Rebels storyline. And then MS is like minor progression in Star Wars as a whole. So like something that impacts not just Rebels, but everything else. And then SS is like significantly progressive Star Wars. Like, love it. Earth shattering stuff. Yes, sir. Okay, perfect. Um, And yeah, awesome. So, and I think for you, you don't have any episodes that you leave out. Like for Clone Wars, I left a couple episodes out just because I think they're boring, but but we're going through everything with Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, And there, okay. So there are four seasons of Rebels. We're going to go through all of them and uh, yeah, hope that y'all find this helpful. So we'll start out with episodes one and two, which are parts one and two of Spark of Rebellion. What are your thoughts on this? As is to be expected, the very first couple episodes of Rebels are definitely required. They introduce the entirety of the Ghost crew. They introduce the protagonist, Ezra, and his crew. 
a significant progression of the rebel storyline just because we get to see Ezra join the crew and it's kind of just like their origin story. It also introduces several important characters that come up later, like Agent Callus on the Imperial side. So yes, sir. definitely a must watch. Yeah, no, completely agree. And I'm going to be going through my like very rudimentary roadmap as well. Uh, but I mean, I completely agree. I'm going to be deferring to you for the most part though, Caleb. And also I just like to establish that this is going to be very spoiler free, obviously, because this is a tool to help people that haven't necessarily watched Rebels before. Um, so if, if that's a concern of anybody listening, then then fear not. But uh, yeah, no, I completely agree. The first two are, are a must do just for just basic comprehension of the show as a whole. Um, yes. As for episode three, George's in distress. What are your thoughts there? I debated leaving this one as recommended. Um, but at the end of the day, I ended up choosing making it required because um, it's the first contact that the ghost crew gets with the larger rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like an important part of, um, you know, the entire show. And yeah. then also it gives important backstory of a couple of characters that we didn't get established in the first couple episodes. So yeah, also no, required. Most definitely. I, I put it as recommended just because of like certain cameos that happen in it, which are pretty fun. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I, I agree that, that it's definitely significant in the, like the kind of the, the through line between the act, like the, main star wars storyline with the ghost crew and 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 the storyline that we have going here um yes so yeah no i think that i think that that's a very fair fair recommend or fair required um as far as episodes episode four is concerned flight or no fighter flight there we go um this one this is my first optional episode Mm -hmm. i don't really think that it's like required it doesn't really progress rebels as a whole um, the only thing that I think that it really does is it shows Ezra and Zeb, Zeb being one of the members of the Ghost Crew. They don't get along very much at the beginning, and this is kind of like the start of them developing a friendship. And yeah. so that's really what you see in that episode. But other than that, the plot is not super critical. Yeah, it's very much kind of a, f- a fluff or a filler, in my opinion. But yeah, no, you, you get some fun fun interactions with Zeb and, and Ezra, which I think is a, a fun part of the show, is their kind of dynamic. And so... Yeah, and there are some callbacks to it down the line when they're talking about Melu runs and stuff like that. So, yeah. so, uh, so if you, I, I I didn't really even mention it in my roadmap, but I think that it's a good option, a solid optional. Um, episode five, Rise of the Old Masters. What are your thoughts? I got this one as required. Um, mm-hmm. It shows Inquisitors in action for the first time. Those are the so, main villains of the first half of this show. So definitely a very important landmark episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you also see some pretty important developments in Kanan and Ezra's relationship. Kanan is the Jedi who's on the ghost crew and it mm-hmm. kind of becomes Ezra's mentor throughout the show. And so it's important to see how their relationship goes as well. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, that's about all that I have. You also, is this the episode where you get some cool uh, callbacks to like Clone Wars and some prequel stuff? Yeah. Yeah. There is a pretty neat cameo here in yeah. the callbacks to Clone Wars in this yeah. episode. So yes. Most definitely. Okay, cool. Check it out. Um, yeah, super interesting, and I agree. Mandatory. I think that it's it's very important for the uh, the overall storyline. Uh, as far as episode six goes, which is called Breaking Ranks, what are your thoughts there? Uh, I've got this one as recommended. It's kind of not super important to the storyline as a whole in Rebels, as far as I would say, but 
it does introduce a new character who comes up multiple times. And for that reason, I think it's important to like, um, perhaps see it if you want to have the best understanding of Rebels as a whole. So, yeah. Yeah. I have it as required only because I think that it provides some interesting insight into kind of the, the, the perspective of the empire, which I don't think you get to see super, super often, um, which I personally enjoyed, but, but yeah, no. And also the reoccurring character is pretty important as well, but yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah, that's very fair. Um, honestly, that might be another, I, I'm not going to say my roadmap is perfect, but no, I mean, trust thing, me. one of the things I love about rebels is how, um, how it really shows a lot more empire. There's a lot more yeah. characters in the empire instead of just like, like random evil people who have no yeah exactly at admiral one and admiral two it's like yeah yeah you actually get some development for them which which is pretty fun all right out of darkness is episode seven which i honestly don't remember super well so you're i'm gonna defer to you for most of this so hold on yeah i've got this one down as required the most significant reason for that is um because it's the introduction of this character called Fulcrum, which becomes oh. like super important to the series yeah. as a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as for the overall plot, other than that, um, it's not a terribly important plot. It just shows some development between Hera and Sabine's relationship. That's right. Um, yeah. But it's a good watch, but there are some important plot development in it. Awesome. Yeah, no, I don't have thoughts on it because i honestly don't remember it all that well um but but yeah that's awesome and yeah fulcrum super important moving forward so so yeah definitely must watch episode eight is empire day um so yeah I'm i've just got gonna, this one as uh, optional yeah, okay um it's it just shows like there's a little bit of stuff that you kind of get the like you start understanding like the empire's presence on lothal they're really like and this shows like a, a new to, a new Tie Fighter um, that like motivates the Empire's occupation. And then it's not. And then Empire Day, I'm pretty sure it's a recurring thing. And so for those reasons, it kind of like shows a little bit of Rebel stuff. But overall, it's not terribly important to the yeah. plot as a whole. So I have it as optional. That's fair. And once again, I don't. I, these next couple, I don't remember super well. So uh, including the next one. So I, I trust your yeah. judgment and I will move on now. Um, gathering forces mm-hmm. is a, a number nine. Yeah. Or sorry. I don't yeah. know if you're saying anything else. Yeah, no, this one's kind of the same empire day gathering forces, just kind of like you could argue their filler episodes that are optional. Um, I remember this episode, if I'm remembering correctly is an episode where Ezra has an experience with the force. Um, mm-hmm. That's, grows his relationship but overall optional stuff fair enough yeah uh path of the jedi this is one that i remember and i think that this is pretty significant but i'm excited to hear what you have to say about it yes definitely required yes very important to rebels as a whole um ezra makes huge steps in his path to be a jedi in this episode yeah i won't give away too much but you should definitely check it out most definitely yeah and i think that's going to be a pretty common theme is that the episodes that aren't quite as important will probably go into a little more detail and the ones that are are probably going to be left pretty ambiguous just because uh we, we don't want to um ruin any experiences for anybody but uh for sure. okay episodes 11 is idiots array 
um, uh, which which also has an interesting cameo. But but I'll wait to see what you have to say before I talk about that. Yes, this has a great cameo. Um, definitely an episode that I really think there's a really good episode, but sticking to my idea of like, you need to like, this roadmap is designed for people to just like get through rebels. Um, you don't need this episode for the story of rebels as a whole. And for that reason, I put it as optional, but like, if you have the time to definitely watch this episode, it contains a great cameo and it's a good time. Most definitely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of these cool little, like, because what I find interesting about Rebels is that it's very different from Clone Wars in the sense that Clone Wars is like a collection of a bunch of separate stories, which could span one episodes or four episodes, but they're they're very contained to that arc that they're a part of. Whereas with Rebels, it's one continuous storyline where you're keeping, it's kind of like Bad Batch almost, where you're staying yeah. with one core cast of characters and you're seeing them progress rather than seeing like a bunch of different perspectives about the, a given conflict, like within the Clone Wars. Um, so, so I think that it's I think it's really smart that you've kind of like broken it up into the system where uh, it, you you mark which episodes are most important for the progression of the overall Rebel storyline, which which I appreciate because I don't think I would have thought to do that. But yeah. um, next up, we got Episode Twelve of Season One, which is Vision of Hope. So originally, as you remember, I did not have this one as required. But then after I was thinking about it a little bit more and you were like telling me about why you disagreed, I actually ended up changing it to required because there is like a really long plot line in season one revolving around this character named Gaul Treveus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is kind of like the conclusion of that plot line. And so it's a really great like develop growth for the whole crew and yeah. it really like ties some up some loose ends that you were probably following if you were watching the rest of the season most definitely yeah and i remember that that little conversation that we had and i'm, I'm glad because like whenever i was making uh whenever i was making my like quick little roadmap i just literally went through disney plus i was like i remember this episode i remember this one i don't remember this one don't remember this one and this mm-hmm. was one that i was like i really i feel like it's it's important but i just could not for the life of me remember what it was um and so i actually rewatched it with my brother and um and we were like oh yeah that's pretty that's pretty important Uh, especially just (laughs) for yeah tying up some tying up some loose ends like you said so so yeah no definitely a must watch there episode 13 is call to action what do you have to say about that what you'll find about the rebels is no matter what the middle of the season is like the ending is just as important as the beginning and so These last three episodes are all required. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of like the way I have it here on my roadmap is it grows the story of rebellion on Lothal and the stakes are raised on the ghost crew. That's how it is in episode 13. So basically a huge part of Rebels episode or as the Rebels story as a whole goes on in these three episodes. And it definitely is super required to watch all of these. I think that's yeah. true of called action and then the next one rebel resolve and the next one fire across the galaxy yeah and i don't think that we need to say too much else because like i said like the ones that are super important we're probably going to leave the most ambiguous just because yeah they're, I agree. The, we, we don't want to give anything away so i completely agree that yeah pretty much the bookends of all these seasons are going to be required um mm-hmm. be at the beginning or the end so i think that that's very solid uh and yeah no the end of season one is 
is really special and I, I really, really like it. So, but moving on to season two. So the first two episodes oh, are yes. parts one and two of the Siege of Lothal, which is some pretty, which they're pretty sick episodes. So what do you have to say? Absolutely. About Contains vital interactions. Um, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say this. I think we agreed this uh, last time. Yeah. Ahsoka is like a major part of mm-hmm. this series. And this is kind of like the first, one of the first episodes that we really get to see her in yeah. action. And so her stuff in this show is super important to the Star Wars universe as a whole. And so, and also this see this episode features uh, Darth Vader. So it's Heck really yeah, it an does. amazing episode and it's, or it's amazing two episodes. So yeah. Definitely check them out. Most definitely. And I, I just a little side note about Ahsoka. I remember I watched this show as it came out, at least the first three seasons. I think I kind of fell off watching it mm-hmm. around then. And then I uh, then I picked back up whenever it came out on Disney Plus. But I like it was shocking that Ahsoka was was in this show. And it was so it was such a fun reveal for me. But but, yeah, no, I feel like after this after it's been out, like pe- people know. So, mm-hmm. um. But yeah, no. First two episodes, fantastic. Next two episodes are also pretty fantastic. They're not part one and two, but they're they're connected. So they're yes. the Lost Commanders and Relics of the Old Republic season two, episodes three and four. So, what do you have to say about them? These two episodes also feature um, cameo of great Clone Wars characters. Um, Rex makes his appearance. He becomes a pretty major part of this show as well, mm-hmm. and so it's a very important episode to really see his origin story. Um, so both of these episodes certainly required. Oh yeah. And as a Clone Wars geek, I mean, there's nothing better than these episodes in my opinion. I just think they're fantastic. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, not too much else to say there. Episode five is always two. There are, what do you have to say about that? I have this one as required, um, mainly because it is the introduction of the new inquisitors Mm -hmm. that start appearing in this season. And so we really want to make like see them in action and get familiar with them because they're recurring and all that. Yeah. So yes, I, I completely agree. And yeah, no, the Inquisitors are super interesting, and there's something that's going to be pretty important in the new Kenobi show that's coming out too. Um, so that to is get true. To, yeah. So to get this to see them in action in this show is, is rather interesting, and I think it would be helpful uh, in appreciating them fully in that in that show. But uh, but yeah, no, the Inquisitors are super interesting. And I actually did an episode about them a few episodes back. I believe it's episode 79. Could be wrong. 78, maybe. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I think that it's also, I also think it's required. That's cool. It. Uh, Brothers of the Broken Horn, episode six of season two. Uh, I think we agreed that this is a fun episode, but not a super important episode. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in the same vibe of... Um, episode 11 of season one this is a like one of the top tier cameos that you get in this show yeah um great character from the clone wars Mm -hmm. um and so this is a great opportunity to see that in action and so great cameo highly recommend watching it but as for the series i would put it as optional yes completely agree but uh but yeah no this specific character is one of uh one of the best one of my favorites just just in general so um mm-hmm. so yeah highly recommend but yeah no, not super important in in the grand scheme of things okay wings of the master episode seven of season two what are your thoughts 
if I remember correctly, we have slightly different perspectives on this one. I put this one as recommended. Um, and I think that you were saying that like it's optional or like not really worth watching. But um, the reason why I put it as recommended is one, it's kind of like a big growth of Sabine, who is another member of the ghost crew. Or wait, no, that's not true. It's it's the Hera growing in that episode. Yes, sorry. next episode. Very sorry. No, you're good. Um, And also it's the introduction of a Star Wars ship called the B-Wing. So it's like kind of like an interesting episode if you're like kind of a nerd about like the different starships that the Rebel Alliance uses. This episode really gives a lot of like background and to that process, what that looked like. And so yeah. it just like shows a little bit of growth in the Star Wars universe as a whole with this whole B-Wing business. And it's a cool episode for Hera. Most definitely. And this is another one that I kind of forgot about just like what it was about. So yeah, no, when you mm-hmm. put it like that, yes, it is It is quite quite significant. Uh, episode eight is Blood Sisters. I really don't like this episode all that much, but I know that yeah. you you've you have different thoughts. So, yeah, I I said that this was a recommended episode. It ep- introduces uh, Ketsu Onyo. I might be mispronouncing that, but yeah. it's one of Sabine's friends, and she comes back multiple times. Mm-hmm. And also, it's a episode that grows Sabine's character. Yeah. Um, but that's why I have it as recommended. But I guess if you don't like it that much, then. I mean, I just don't like Ketsu's character all that much. That's mm-hmm. my main beef with this episode. But yeah. yeah, she does come back, so it is pretty important to get introduced to her. Um, Stealth Strike. This is a fun episode. I like it a lot. What, what are your thoughts? This is a very fun episode. It shows some one of the things that Rebels does, as I think you've heard me mention a little bit, is it really like introduces like all sorts of interesting new Imperial technology. Yeah. And this is an episode that features that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also another great thing that happens in this episode is the relationship between Kanan and Rex. Um, just like, you know, Kanan was, is a Jedi who survived order 66. And so for obvious reasons, he kind of like, doesn't like clones. Yeah. And so being able to see how like Kanan and Rex interact, well, yeah, you know, cause he saw clones like kill his master. So it's like yeah. really tough for him to like get along with the clone. So it's really fun to see how they grow in this episode. I completely agree. And yeah. Order 60, Clone Wars, Order 66, all that is like right in my wheelhouse. I love Order 66 content and this sort of like mm-hmm. aftermath kind of mending the broken bonds is, is a super interesting thing. So I completely agree. Yeah. I love this episode. The Future of the Force is the next one. And uh, you you brought, I don't, I don't entirely remember. I remember you bringing something up that was more significant about this than I had remembered. So I'll let you talk about this. Yeah, I have this one as optional, um, and the reason, and but there are things worth watching in this episode for sure. Um, it helps us see a little bit more of like the motivations of Inquisitors and like what their goals are yeah. in the large Star Wars universe. But it's also one of the few times in the season where we really get to see Ahsoka in action. Ahsoka That's right. That's um, what it goes is, up yeah. against the uh, Inquisitors, and so it's a great episode if you really like to see Ahsoka in action. Yeah, but I have it as optional. Yeah. No, that's right. That's what I was remembering. No. And yeah, I love Ahsoka. So yeah, no, mm-hmm. most definitely would recommend watching that. Um, all righty. Next one is Legacy. What do you have to say? Absolutely required. Yes, this sir. is super important. Um, there's another important character on Lethal. His name is Ryder is introduced. He becomes super important later in the series. And then also a huge part of Ezra's backstory um, is is explained and so it's a huge moment of growth for him yeah so 
it's definitely a must watch. Awesome. Love it. Um, next one is a princess on Lothal, which another awesome cameo. So, uh, yeah. what, what do you have to say? I like think about this episode similarly to, I think about the, um, other great cameo episodes that I've mentioned. Yeah. Um, and the reason I have this one is recommended instead of just optional. Like I did, it's one of those ones where I definitely think that it's a fun episode, but I have this one as recommended because it also, in addition to having a great cameo, it also, it features growth by the character writer who was just introduced in the previous episode. Yeah. So, so for these reasons, I have that one as recommended. Excellent. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, next step, I dude, this next stretch of episodes, I mean, oh, yeah. these are bangers until like 19. Like, I mean, this is like, this is some good stuff. So episode 13, first kind of Mandalorian sort of interaction that we have in the show. It's called the protector of Concord Dawn. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yep. The introduction of several important Mandalorians um, talks a lot about the backstory of Jedi and Mandalorians um, shows how like, yeah, the Mandalorian plot subplot and so what one thing you'll find in Rebels, and this is kind of the start of it, is there's a lot of subplots. Mm-hmm. Like there's subplots on Ryloth, which is what we'll see soon, featuring like Hera, because Ryloth is Hera's home planet. And then there's Mandalorian subplots. And this is kind of like the start of all of those subplots. Yeah. And so those are all become like really important required episodes because they're all like a major part of Rebels. Mm-hmm. And so this is a, kind of the start of all those. And so... Hugely important episode, really good, and also really important to the story. And and it's cool that you mentioned that because kind of like what I was talking about, how this show is formatted differently than the Clone Wars, where instead of like it's a bunch of isolated stories, it's one continuous. In that same vein, like rather than having these big four episode arcs, it like keeps. I think that the flow of the show is super interesting because it keeps like circling back to these little subplots that you're mm-hmm. talking about, where they keep planting seeds. And then eventually you have like a, a really cool resolution to them, but it's yeah. it's very like linear and it's and it's storytelling where it's like it's like okay they go on this side quest and then you get a callback to it and then another callback and then finally get a resolution which I think is a really cool storytelling technique. Um, yes. And so so yeah no super important love me some Mandalorian content. Absolutely. It's great um, stuff. Um, okay, episode fourteen is the Legends of the Lasat. Thoughts? This one is also required. It's a huge episode for um, for Zeb. His character mm-hmm. grows a lot in this episode. So, as because yeah. he is a Lasat alien, and yes. this is called Legends of the Lasat, so that can be applied. Um, but definitely required. Yeah, totally. Very important stuff. Uh, the call is episode fifteen, which is also yes. pretty dang important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would be crazy if I said that this one wasn't required. Yeah, it introduces these creatures called Pergils. Um, they become a significant part of the Rebel storyline later in this season. Um, these, it's like these creatures, and so I don't want to give away too much about them, but they're very fascinating. So yeah, they're they're really cool. Yeah, and yeah, no, I think that that's that's a great explanation of it. And then you kind of already talked about this, but episode sixteen is Homecoming, which is our first uh, kind of interaction with what you called the Ryloth subplot. So yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah. As with the beginning of the Mandalorian subplot, the beginning of this Ryloth subplot is required for many reasons, has lots of Clone Wars cameos with 
characters because there are like Ryloth episodes in Clone Wars. And so a lot of the characters in those episodes come back in these episodes, which is really cool to see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yep. Required. Love it. Uh, the Honorable One. This is episode 17. This is oh, one of my favorite gosh. episodes. It's really, this really is, good. Uh, this is one of my favorite episodes in Clone Wars. Or yeah. not Clone Wars, Rebels. This is one of my favorite episodes in Rebels. Yes, sir. Um, one major plotline development in... Oh, I don't know if I want to give any of this away, though. Uh, <laughs> basically, there's a really cool plotline involving the character that I mentioned at the beginning. His name is Agent Callus. Mm-hmm. And so... In that sense, like there's the Agent Callus subplot, and this yes. is the start of that subplot. And so, it's so good. It's so, so good. good. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's enough. I think that's enough to say about that. The Shroud mm-hmm. of Darkness in Episode 18, another fantastic episode. Yeah. One thing that you find with Season Two, the overall plot of Season Two is really centered around like the Rebel Alliance that the Ghost Crew are a part of is like looking for a home base. Yes. And this episode in Rebels has like significant growth in that search. And in addition, there's just so many other cool things that happen yeah. in this episode. Great cameos, great mm-hmm. developments of the plot, um, stuff that happens on Lethal, stuff that happens with Ahsoka, so many yeah. things. Could not agree more. Um, I uh, The next episode, you know, it's not my favorite. So yeah, I'll let you talk about it. It's, episode 19 i have this one yeah yeah go ahead this it's, one's it, called the, you go for it this one's called the uh forgotten droid um yeah. it's i have it as recommended um main really for the sole reason that it introduces this new character it's like the C- so chopper is like the droid of the ghost crew mm-hmm. and this new character ap5 is kind of like the c3po to chopper's rtd2 yeah um and I really like AP5. I don't know. I think he's just kind of like goofy and like in this fun way. And having, and he has, he plays important roles in several episodes in the next couple seasons. So I think it's important to be introduced to him. But like his existence is not like mandatory to Rebels. So definitely you don't have to watch it. It's just recommended for me. Most definitely. And then it's, I mean, my main issue is it's kind of the same as like the, c3po and rtd2 episodes of clone wars where it's just like ah we could be doing a lot of other things with our time right now mm-hmm. um so that's my main gripe with it but um but no ap5 definitely does come into play down the line so so it would be important to at least get introduced to him yeah. episode 20 is the mystery of chopper base which kind of uh ties up the storyline that you were talking about about the rebels trying to find a base of operations so yeah. what do you have to say about that it is that is true this is like the kind of like resolution of that plot line so that's super important to the entire plot line so i have it as required mm-hmm. it also sets the stage for the climactic finale of this series and man we we're not going to say much about those episodes i'll tell you yes. that so yeah. required Ep- episodes yeah no i agree i think that it's pretty important episodes 22 and tw- or 21 and 22 are parts one and two of twilight of the apprentice which is my they're my favorite episodes of this entire show yeah they're i have them fantastic they are so good uh i have them on my so on my description on this roadmap that i've been referencing 
Mm-hmm. The, the description I put here is there are no words for these episodes. <laughs> so I guess I'll leave it at that. Yes, sir. No, just just watch them. Like that's all that needs to be said. They're they're so good. So mm-hmm. good. Um, and yeah, I think that I think that no words is is very appropriate. Yeah. Alrighty. Steps into Shadow parts one and two are the first two episodes of season three. Uh, so what are your thoughts on those? Continuing into that bookend ideology, this is the beginning of season three. So it really sets the tone for the series. So it is required. It introduces um, a very important and, in my opinion, very fascinating character named Bindu, who yeah. is this individual who lives on this on this planet and he's got this very strange relationship with the force and so it's really cool to see how bindu like mentors kanan and ezra as they like grow throughout the series of this season most Um, definitely there's also great cameos and also you see ezra grow in like new ways in this episode as a result of what happened in the previous episode Mm -hmm. so most definitely yeah no and yeah bindu's a really interesting character and i think that this show in general has a lot of really interesting like implications about the force, especially ones that we see near the end of season four. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, no, this kind of starts on that like kind of mysterious, like, Oh, what's going on here type vibe. And so, yeah, definitely love that. Episode three is the holocrons of fate. So I have this one as required. Obviously this is another huge episode. Um, mm-hmm. It's at this point where I feel like it's safe to say without, even though it's not really a spoiler because he like shows up on all the promotional material for Rebels yeah. that Maul shows up in this show and mm-hmm. becomes a very significant part of this season. Yes. And this is a huge development in Maul's story, this episode. So definitely required. Most definitely. Completely agree. And I think that, yeah, all the all the lore about Holocrons that kind of gets woven into this show is super interesting as well. So it yeah, is fascinating. Love that. Love that. Um, the Antilles extraction. I think that I, I I think that it's kind of interesting because once again, it's just a cool cameo from like the greater mm. Star Wars mythos, uh, Wedge Antilles being involved in this episode. But what what are your thoughts? Yeah, I have it as recommended, just because. So you know, I've been talking. There are three other episodes that are kind of like this one in my mind. You know. Mm-hmm the ones from season one and two, the ones that have really fun cameos. Yeah. And then the reason I have this one is recommended is just because like seeing like the creation of like an iconic uh, Star Wars Rebel Alliance character Antilles is just like kind of cool in my mind and a little bit cooler than just optional. But yeah, honestly, if I really think about it, it's probably optional for it is. It's not super crucial to the main plot, but I agree. I think Wedge is is a really interesting character that we don't know too much about just in general. Um, but I do love it. And once again, it kind of provides that Imperial perspective, which I find rather fascinating. Um, Mm -hmm. so, so yeah, no, I think that that's very appropriate. Um, Hera's heroes. We're circling back to Ryloth. Uh, what are your thoughts? All right. Continuing the Ryloth episode arcs that go throughout the seasons. This is one of the required steps in that journey. So Mm -hmm. definitely go take a look at it. It's required. Yes, sir. Yes. Excellent. Episode six is the last battle. One of my favorites. I think that. Oh yeah, me once, too. Once again, as a Clone Wars geek, I love it. So this is a good one. Yeah. Um, this one, honestly, if you really think about Rebels, isn't really a required episode, but it is. Yes. Okay, it is. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a huge, huge like 
on like a ideological, like philosophical standpoint, this is really like a super important episode and like the history of Star Wars as a whole, like the story of all of Star Wars. And so it's an amazing episode. I won't talk about that much. Same. No. Yeah. It's just fantastic. Um, Episode seven, Imperial Super Commandos, back to the Mandalorian storyline. Absolutely. Yeah. Back to the Mandalorian storyline. A lot of continuation of introduction of new characters um, and development of other Mandalorians that was introduced in Rebels. So check it out. Dope. Um, Iron Squadron, maybe my least favorite episode in the entire series. So what do you have to say about that? (laughs) I've got it as optional. The only reason you really need to watch it is because it introduces the Iron Squadron, which is a reoccurring set of characters who don't end up doing too much, but they are like they do exist and so you may want to know about them so it's an optional episode yeah no i agree i just once again i don't like the iron squadron all that much so kind of like a ketsu mm-hmm. moment for me yeah. um the winkathu job another That's optional one very fun in my mind. yeah it's very fun for sure yeah but it has great cameo from clone wars so yeah check it out if you want to have an entertaining time, but not required if you're trying to get through Rebels as quick as possible. Agree, agree. Uh, and Inside Man, very, very good episode. Yes, yes. Yeah. This continues the Agent Callus arc from the previous season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's pretty huge there. Um, and so definitely required. Yes, sir. I accidentally exited out of rebels on disney plus so now i am going back to where i was next episode is uh visions and voices which i will shout out uh my podcast for a little bit because this episode Mm -hmm. contains the main like tagline for this episode which is a desert planet with twin (laughs) suns which is spoken by maul uh i love this episode a lot um, yeah. once again because of the prequel tie-ins so uh, i'm excited to hear what you have to say yes it's just a huge as you were saying just a huge episode for ezra and maul because mm-hmm. like maul and ezra have a pretty interesting relationship in this yeah. season and so this is a huge development of that and also this is the episode where the dark saber gets brought into mm-hmm. rebels and so it's really important for star wars universe as a whole to really see how um, the dark saber has been moving around in yeah. Star Wars history. Completely agree. Um, yeah, great episode. Would highly recommend, or not highly recommend. Yes. I would require it. Um, yeah, me too. The next two, we we kind of disagreed on this one originally. I remember. Yeah. Um, so, Ghosts of Genosis parts one and two are episodes twelve and thirteen of of season three. Uh, I'll let you talk about them first, though. Yeah, I really want to make these ones required because they really are great episodes, but I ended up leaving them as recommended because there's a whole bunch of really, honestly, I don't know what I was, maybe I should make them as required. (laughs) There really is. These are, you know what? I think maybe the reason why I left these as recommended was just because I just felt bad because I was putting so many required ones. I mean, that's the thing about, yeah, this show is like, it's so short that like, yeah, especially in these last couple seasons, I think that you, you can be generous with your, with your required episodes. Yeah. I think it's it's ultimately up to you. It's your, it's your roadmap. 
Bro, I gotta go with required. I just these are great episodes. It shows yeah. so you know Saw Guerrera from um, Rogue One. He yes, gives sir. really interesting perspectives to um, like rebellion as a whole. Yeah. So he's a very interesting character because he really like gives interesting perspectives about what it means to like be a rebel. Mm-hmm. And also there's great Clone Wars prequels cameos in this episode. And you even see Rex grow a lot. So yeah, it's a really cool series of episodes. I agree. And yeah, no, I, I really like once again, any, any episodes with the prequel tie-ins. I love some prequel love. Uh, it's mm-hmm. my favorite era. Yeah, no, I, I, I would also say that it's required. Um, so so yeah episode 14 i think that it's pretty eh. yeah it's just another optional one yeah i guess usually i say i go like it's an ap5 episode and then yeah, you're like yeah. oh okay so i <laughs> um it's just like ap5 and zeb it's just that they're the main characters this episode and they have a good time with this random subplot so that's all yeah. i have to really say about that yeah no i agree yeah, no, not super crucial to the plot as a whole, but it, it definitely happens. Um, mm-hmm. So so the next two are, are pretty closely related. They're both pretty Sabine and Mandalore-centric. So The Trials yes. of the Dark Saber and then The Legacy of Mandalore, episodes 15 and 16 of season three. I really enjoy these episodes. Um, these are great episodes. Yeah. Hugely impactful of the entire Star Wars universe because like, it's, it's a huge part of the history of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. It's a huge part of Sabine's growth, and it's a huge part of the Rebels storyline. So, oh yeah, watch it. Yeah, love it. That's yeah. No, no more no needs yes. to be said. Mm-hmm. Um, through Imperial Eyes, another fantastic episode. Yes, this is another great episode with uh, with Callus, and mm-hmm. it also has cameos of characters. Um, it has cameo from character from clone wars and it's really interesting to see how that specific character has changed from the yeah. clone wars to rebels so yeah. great 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 episode most definitely we do love it um episode 18 is secret cargo which has another interesting cameo i would say that it's it's not quite it wouldn't necessarily be as impactful on on a casual fan but it is still very interesting mm-hmm. to see that kind of side like it, it connects rebels to the greater rebellion storyline so what do you have to For say sure I agree. This is a huge part of the development of the Star Wars universe as a whole, just because of the cameo that shows up and the history, the backstory that we get of that character. Mm-hmm. And also one of the things that this episode has that I think is pretty important to the series as a whole is this ship, this TIE fighter called the TIE Defender. Ah, uh, yes. Becomes like, a, like, it's a pretty important plot point as far as like the Empire's presence on the fall goes. Yeah. So it's it, cool to see that and also... So for that reason, I think it's required. Most definitely. Yeah, no, I think I think it's, yeah. I think for all those reasons, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Double agent droid, AP5. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is kind of where I want to give my, like, maybe this is my hot take, or at least because I know that you don't necessarily agree with me on this, but the reason why, like, these episodes exist, like episode 19, this is an optional episode, by the way, yeah. just Chopper and AP5 goofing off. Um, yeah. The reason why I think these episodes exist is are they like the most significant, the most impactful, the coolest episodes? Well, no, they're not. <laughs> but like if it, if like Rebels was like nonstop, just like battering you with all of this like crazy cool mind, like mind bending, whatever stuff, then it, it'd be like a lot. And so yeah. I think that it's really important that the series like gives you a little bit of like comedy relief 
in between all of these super important episodes. Yeah. Because like it appeals to people who like, you know, are just there for like, you know, casually watching something fun and yeah. It makes the show a little bit less dense and a little bit more like appealing to everyone. And also just like, it's fun. Like I, I like laugh out loud at the end of this episode. That's fair. It really is funny. So this, this episode is pretty fun. I will say as much as I like, and I think that my main issue with that, that format of like having these kind of little, like more fun filler ish type episodes is that like when it's a weekly release, it's like, Oh, well that was nothing like mm-hmm. especially for waiting week to week but if you're binging something i think that those are i think that I, I appreciate them a lot more when i was binging it rather than when i was watching it as it came out because i got a little annoyed yeah at that but uh I but guess, no, I, I completely agree <laughs> that's fair because i only i didn't watch these when they were getting released like you did i only yeah. like watched them all like i think over quarantine or something so yeah, that's fair i definitely have a different perspective there most definitely but moving on yeah last three episodes are are bangers um so episode 20 is twin sons it's fantastic i i I don't know how much else needs to be said i'm not gonna say anything about it i just have on my description this is the episode of a lifetime it's so good it's so good it's so Mm -hmm. good zero hour parts one and two are the last two episodes 21 and 22 also just fantastic yes I was really proud of my description here because I'm like so descriptive. A couple of episodes that changes the face of the rebellion filled with intensity and tragedy. It's just, it's great. Yes, sir. Dude, I love that. No, I think that captures it perfectly. Um, And I Mm -hmm. think that we can move on uh, by saying that those are just very much required and yeah, watch them. Um, For sure. Okay, the heroes of Mandalore parts one and two are the episode, first two episodes of season four. Dude, this episode, this season is just, whew, it's just yeah. It there's not much that's gonna not be required or at least heavily recommended. So, what, yeah, what are your thoughts on the heroes of Mandalore? This is kind of like the conclusion of the Rebel storyline in or the Mandalorian Rebel line. Yeah, man, I'm just words today you know um i this is the conclusion of the mandalorian storyline in star wars rebels so it's definitely something that you need to watch um to get all that tied up and it's also just really good episodes most definitely uh the next two are in the name of rebel uh, in the name of the rebellion episodes three Mm -hmm. and four um i think that i i really like saw guerrero content i think that like you said he provides a really interesting perspective and uh, you get some of that in these episodes. So what do you have to say about that? The only reason I have these as recommended is kind of what I was saying about the Sagra episodes last season, where it's just like, if I stick required on this episode, then like, you're going to end up watching the entirety of season four <laughs> with my required episodes, basically. And which, so which, it's I, like, which I think is fair. I mean, yeah. season four is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I have them as recommended, but. I would never watch Rebels without watching these episodes because I love Saul and I yeah. love how this episode portrays him. That's fair. And uh, yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, episode five is The Occupation. I All right. really, I, I enjoy this episode quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. This what is a required episode. It kind of like sets up what the rest of season four is going to look like. Yep. And so it's required in that sense. And so watch yeah, it and I agree. Enjoy it. Um, yeah. I love that kind of like heroes with the backs against the wall forced to improvise on the spot type of vibe. I think that this episode yeah. 
has that uh, in full effect. So episode six of season four is The Flight of the Defender. This is one of the only ones in this season that I would say isn't required personally, but Mm -hmm. I think that you might... There there was some reason that you disagreed, so... Yeah, the reason why I... I kind of agree with you that like if it weren't for one specific plot point, this would be an optional episode. But because it introduces like these mysterious wolves that live That's on the right. fall, That's what that was is, the yeah. only thing that I was like, this has to be watched because you need to get that part. But That's, yeah, yeah no, that makes so much sense. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, episode seven is Kindred. Yeah, this is also this... required. Yeah. Um, it's a huge display of like Hera and Kanan's relationship. So it's really cool to see them grow there. It shows a lot more with those wolves I just discussed. And it also introduces one of the antagonists of this season, this like bounty hunter named Rook, I believe yes. is how you pronounce it. Yeah. So yes, that is that. Yeah, no, uh, very, very interesting. And I mean, there, there's also, I'd say a pretty big selling point of all this that we haven't even really touched on is that Grand Admiral Thrawn is kind of the, uh, the main. Oh antagonist. my gosh! How have we not? Yeah, I know. Thrawn? I know. I just well, I just saw him on a thumbnail. I'm like, have we talked about Thrawn at all? I mean, he's is such a fascinating antagonist for these last two seasons of Rebels, and um, and I mean, I think that that's a selling point enough to kind of like get people into it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that if you asked, like, in that like beginning thing that you did with me of like asking for your favorite character. If you asked me what my favorite villain in Star Wars was, I would have to go with Thrawn. He's just Thrawn's fantastic. He's great in so many ways. Like I can't. Yeah. Have you read any of the books? This is a side note, but I I haven't. No, I, I think he'd like the books. You should, you should, you should send me your favorite and I will make time for it. I mean, they're kind of like a, they're kind of a linear story. So they're not like, okay. in, well, then... they're not like individual, but I've heard that the the original like legend ones are a little more interesting than the current canon ones, which is the ones that I've read. But um, okay. we, we can talk about that more later. Um, yes, Crawler Commandeers is episode eight. I would say this is pretty optional, if not just yeah, yeah. But that's me. Yeah, the only really thing you get out of this episode is um, it kind of shows how Lethal is like growing its rebellion. And also there's this character that shows up pretty earlier in the show called Visago. And it's really cool to see how Visago and the crew of the ghost start to work together a little bit more in this episode, but it's not really required for your understanding of rebels. So I've got it as optional. Yeah. And then, I mean, we hit the ground running. So I, I don't even, I think we should talk about these next few episodes just in very general terms. So we got episodes nine through 15, which are, in order rebel assault jedi knight doom wolves and the door a world between worlds a fool's hope and family reunion and farewell these are i mean you gotta watch all of them yeah yep straight required all the way through yeah and they're good like they're really good they're really good and Um, yeah yeah yeah. rebels ends on a high note let me say it's definitely really cool to see how all of the it's one hugely connected plot and it's really cool to see how all the characters come together and they complete this amazing finale that's filled with like emotional moments and epic moments and yeah so agree awesome. I agree and I, I i i just love it i i don't have words i could talk i could talk about all these episodes for so long mm-hmm. in, in, in a lot of depth which maybe we can do sometime in the future um but uh 
but yeah, no, I, I think that there is, it's just, it's fantastic. Um, and, uh, yeah. I, I think that it's, it's best left unsaid so that you could just experience it. So, um, all righty. So do you have any final thoughts or should we move on? Um, I guess just in conclusion, that is Rebels as a whole. I highly recommend, recommend watching it. As Jonah has mentioned, it's a very different storytelling style than Clone Wars. And it really lets you explore these really fascinating characters and also get some great st- extra Star Wars content along the way. So yeah, watch this show. It's really good. Most definitely. I, I do love Rebels. And I think that I've only grown in my appreciation for it uh, as, as I've grown as a Star Wars fan. Um, so nice. yeah, man, dude, I really appreciate you. You've provided so much like insight that I would have never come to the table with, with this show. So I really appreciate you taking the time to do this twice. Um, and so, yeah. uh, so yeah, th- this has been really fun. And this is one, one of my favorite episodes that, that, that I've done just conversation wise. So I really appreciate that. Awesome. Um, but without further ado, let's dive into the rank of master. You were on this council but we do not grant you the rank of master. Alrighty. So if you're new to the podcast, rank of master is basically just a quiz that I give to my guests. Uh, they start at the rank of youngling. They move up a rank each time they pass a quiz. Uh, the questions get harder and harder as you move up in ranks. And what I'm going to do today is since this is my second time recording this episode with Caleb, he's already, yeah. he's already done this quiz, right? And so I'm going to give him, since he's been a great, He's been a great sport about this. He's come back on to re-record the same thing a second time. I'm going to say that he did pass and got from Youngling to Padawan in the last uh, quiz. So I'm going to basically, I'm just going to save those questions for another quiz. And I'm going to allow him to stay at Padawan and go try to go up to Knight this time. All right, Um, here we go. Yeah. So I just, just as a little thank you for for being patient with me, because it was literally 100% my fault why the last episode we didn't work because my audio input was completely wrong and right. um caleb's was was completely fine so it was all on me and um it's one time i don't do a sound check before an episode i was like it's probably fine and then it was not <laughs> oh, fine. No. um but it, it is what it is so basically i'm going to give you three questions um they have ambiguous point values i mainly go off of vibes <laughs> um and if you need any context or anything you can ask i may or may not give it and if you don't know the answer to something, I heavily recommend my guests to um, kind of talk about any Star Wars topics that they think are adjacent to whatever I'm asking to kind of just show that they have a general knowledge, but they may not know that specific answer so that I'm at least catering to uh, different kinds of Star Wars fans because I know that not everyone knows uh, the same kinds of things. So, Caleb, okay. are you ready? I am ready. Excellent. So question number one. What animals do the rebels ride on the ice planet of Hoth? They kind of look like like goats almost. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The things that got that you know Luke gets stuffed inside of to um, stay warm. Yeah, I'm man. I'm forgetting what they're called though. Are they like tauntauns? That is correct. Yeah. Well done. All righty. So you are one for one going into question number two. Question number two is what is the name of the planet that housed the cloning facilities responsible for responsible for producing those used in the Grand Army of the Republic? 
That would be Camino. That is correct. Yes, the water world of Camino. Um, okay, two for two going into question number three. You're going strong. And uh, I have two. So this one has two answers to it. You're, you're, you're okay. responding with two, two different things. So what are two species that are typically impervious to Jedi mind tricks? And I have two that are on here, but you could technically give me another one that, that works. Um, are the huts impervious to mind tricks? That is one, yes. Okay, good. Um, and let's see, let me think, let me think, let me think. Whatever the dude, whatever that species that the slave master Mm -hmm. on Tatooine that has Annie, is his species immune? I can't remember what that species is called. They are immune. So that's the second one that I have. Um, Okay. Do you you remember anything else about them? Like they're in in the Clone Wars as well. So do you have any other knowledge about them as a species or could you describe him to me perhaps? Um, Well, you know, they're like the small flying creatures. They're not Geonosians, are they? They're not, no. Geonosians are a little more uh, insectoid where these are a little more like reptilian, yeah. Um, but if, but, if you don't, yeah. if you don't have anything, that's fine. You, I feel yeah, like that's all really I got. That's I can't fine. remember what they're called. They're called Toydarians. Oh man. I totally I'm Toydarian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. Only money. <laughs> it's like, it's a little, <laughs> yeah. It's certainly something. Um, they do show but yeah. Up in, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. So okay. yeah, K- King Katunko oh. and all that show up in the Clone Wars as well as, as a neutral yes. world that end up joining the Republic. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so you went two and a half out of out of three, which I think is mm. solid enough to get you to the rank of night. So congratulations! Yeah. Uh, how do you feel? I feel really good. Um, yeah. I'm a little bit worried about the next time I come up on here because I was <laughs> really pushing, push, really pushing it this, ep- this episode as far as my knowledge went. It took me a second to figure remember what those things were called. It, it's all good, and I mean, we'll see how yeah. it goes. And the thing with the rank of master is that I I have like a running list of just questions that I think are good. And I literally, I just put, I number all the questions and I put them into a random number generator and I choose three numbers. And those are the questions mm-hmm. that, that, that my guests get. And so my only, the only one that's gotten the rank of master so far is my brother Jeb. Um, mm-hmm. But I do that to, to keep it fair because I choose, I handpick all the other questions. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I find it only fair to... To, to keep it impartial in that regard so congratulations you have moved up to the next rank you have joined a very uh, prestigious uh collection of knights awesome. on this channel so far and yes. uh yeah happy to see it so uh with that said this wouldn't be a proper episode if i didn't leave you with just a little bit more Alrighty, so uh, I'm going to do the same more that we did for the last one, Caleb. So, Kanan <laughs> Jarrus, also known as Caleb Doom, is one of the main characters in Star Wars Rebels. He's one of the core members of the Ghost Squadron, uh, and um, or the Ghost Crew. His He was a J- Order 66 survivor. His Jedi Master was a Jedi named Depa Balaba, and her Master was uh, Mace Windu, who's my favorite character. So, had to throwing yeah. mace where i could and so yeah kanan is basically the the grand apprentice oh no mace windu's the grand master that's not right i don't know what i'm saying but it's <laughs> like <laughs> um but yeah kanan comes from a, a great line of jedi is what i'm trying to say and uh, i just think that that's a cool little tidbit um so yeah caleb any final thoughts before we close this up here 
Um, well, just saying, Jonah, you did a great job. Uh, you do really do a great thing creating this Star Wars podcast for accessible for everyone to really appreciate Star Wars content. And I'm really thankful that you had me. So thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Dude, this was really fun. And, and I'll definitely have you on in the future because because you're you're a fantastic guest and you know what you're talking about, which I which I really appreciate. So. So, yeah, this is super fun. Appreciate you doing this a second time. And, uh, yeah, that said, awesome. um, yeah, follow us on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, all okay. all the things. Follow us on streaming platforms, all Twin Sun Talks. Um, and, yeah, you've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the Force be with you, and I will see you all in the next episode. Bye, friends.